Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome back to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, July 26. Today, the NRL pay dispute gets personal. Rue v. Rats, Nick Rewalt responds to a jibe from a former Saints coach. And the Aussie, who could be responsible for New Zealand's exit at the FIFA Women's World Cup. But first... Turns out hysteria wasn't just confined to England during the washed-out Manchester test. Australia's tactics under Pat Cummins were roundly criticised when the old enemy plundered 592 in their first innings. The barrage of short balls backfired. The loudest critic, Darren Berry, the former Victorian keeper and South Australian coach who called for Cummins to stand down. Now, granted, it was the worst test of Cummins' career from pure numbers, taking one for 129, but on tactics, surely he's not the only one having the final say on how to bowl England out. Barry is a former teammate of Test coach Andrew McDonald, who didn't miss his Twitter takedown. Yeah, I was across those comments from Darren, and they were most interesting. What I would say is that leadership takes on all different shapes and form, and um, if, we're, if we're living and dying in the world of tactics only, then, yeah, I think it's fair and reasonable to critique some of the execution and, and tactics that we, we implemented. Um, but to go as far as suggesting that the captain resigned post-series I think is a bit far-fetched and uh, there's opinions that we respect and there's, there's opinions that we don't. Cricket Australia has also been forced to bat away rumours Steve Smith and David Warner will retire after the fifth test at the Oval. No, we're not. We're not leaving. That came from England captain Michael Vaughan who claims he's heard the test regulars will bring the curtain down on their decorated careers. Warner had already flagged his desire to retire after one final home summer of cricket Former Test captain Mark Taylor told Triple M the call on Warner's future should have been made before the Ashes started. There's no doubt he's not the player he was. I think that's we can cer- certainly say that. They've been hoping that they would get an innings or two out of him like the old David yes. Warner and take the game away from England. And once again, it hasn't happened. It's an understatement to say that the pay dispute between the NRL and its players' union has turned personal. Peter Volandis, who's the commission chairman of the ARL, believes the RLPA just wants more power and accused them of being selfish for threatening to boycott the Delhi M Awards. He's also accused them of not looking after Polynesian players. The ARL wants to institute a flat five grand payment for international players, regardless of whether they play for the Kangaroos. Reportedly, some from Pacific nations were playing for free at the most recent World Cup. Now, the RLPA has been light on detail as to what exactly it wants in this long-running, drawn-out pay dispute. Clint Newton is their chief executive. He told Triple M's Russia he's only acting on the player's behalf and the NRL has knocked back third-party assistance. All the decisions that are being made are player-led. All we can do is present the facts to the players provide them with an understanding of the risks that come with certain actions that they take and then they step forward into it. We are acting on the conviction and the will of our players. Let's not talk about what we rejected. People can talk about what was rejected by the NRL, which is failing to want to engage with an independent industrial relations expert to work through the outstanding items. Speaking of personal, Nick Rewalt created a mini storm when he lashed out at the lack of standards at his former club St Kilda before his favourite coach Ross Lyon replaced Brett Ratton. He believes despite being in a similar position to last year, they have improved under Ross the boss. Rewalt is widely credited with having a big influence on getting Lyon back to Moorabbin and sacking Rats 
who had signed a new two-year deal midway through last season. Now, to be fair to Rui, he never actually said Brett Ratton was solely responsible for low standards. He'd been saying the same thing when Alan Richardson was in charge. But nevertheless, it was taken by many as a swipe at Rats, including the man himself. Here's a recap of his response last week. The only time he came was for free physio, so that's the only time he was at the club, so I don't know where he saw those standards. And here's how Rewalt took that jibe on Listener's Footy Talk podcast. The interesting thing about what I said is everyone went all of their different angles. You shouldn't say it, all, all of these sort of things. But no one actually disagreed with me no, that's that the right. standards were um, needed to improve. And mm. the, I think where, where it got lost was a lot of the people that have commented on it over the last week, they've gotten very granular. Like, I never I never refined it to one department of the football club, let alone one person. But, yeah. you know, really, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky he limited his comeback to just free physio because I, I still get free tax advice <laughs> yeah. from the CFO down yes. at St Kilda, to be honest. One of the things we love about World Cups of any sport is the Minnow Nation stepping up on their sport's biggest stage. We're here to take over the world. And as the FIFA Women's World Cup this year has expanded from 24 to 32 teams, there are plenty of fairy tale stories co-hosts New Zealand itself created history by beating Norway in the tournament opener, their first win at their sixth World Cup. Last night, the football ferns entered their second group game against the Philippines in the rare position of being favourites. The Philippines at the World Cup for the first time are coached by Alan Stajic, who led the Matildas to quarterfinals of both the World Cup and Olympic Games before being sacked in strange circumstances before their 2019 campaign. His well-drilled side scored first thanks to a powerful header from Serena Bolden. In front of more than 32,000 fans in Wellington, New Zealand thought they had equalised in the second half. Lifted cross, Only for VAR to rule striker Hannah Wilkinson was a mere centimetres offside. A draw against Switzerland may still be enough to get through to the knockout stages, but only if the Philippines don't beat Norway. If you're listening via Spotify, remember, hit that bell so you don't miss the ep every morning. That's your fast, fun hit of sport. Liam Flanagan's back on the scorecard tomorrow. Listener.